All right. That's my main man, Jimmy Smith, and his trusty Hammond B3 organ. He brought the instrument into jazz, into music generally, but jazz specifically. And uh, uh, I just love, I just love the way he plays the instrument. Uh, and that's titled The Sermon. It's a title track from his 1958 album. How about that? So he's on the organ. Lee Morgan is on trumpet. Lou Donaldson on alto sax. Tina Brooks on tenor sax. Kelly, Kenny, sorry, Burrell on guitar. And Art Blakey on drums. Again, the title of that is The Sermon. This is Lead Stories. I'm Trace Lee, and we start off today's program with a little bit of controversy, and uh, the controversy being somebody, some nitwit, who thought, well, this is my time to shine, and I can do something with what I know or what I have. And so the whole nation now is talking about abortion, because... Someone decided, because they had the power to influence people's opinion, to throw the whole nation into an uproar over the possibility that the U.S. Supreme Court would overturn Roe versus Wade. The legislation that had uh, given legal cover to many women seeking abortions. You know, I hate people like that. I really do. To them, it's just a, well, it's me. And look what I could do. I could create havoc. I could create a a, a firestorm. So I have some information in my possession. I don't have to care what trouble it causes. I don't have to care about, you know, the content of it. We just need a few sentences to describe what this is about. And then the whole country's in an uproar. I detest people like that. And if if it were left to me, anybody engaged in activities like that is no different than a spy. No different than a uh, a plant, uh, not at all trustworthy, and certainly not responsible. That is not the responsible uh, way to treat information because you know it's going to have major uh, reaction out there. Just you you have information. It is leaked, by the way, and now there's an investigation into where the leak came from in the U.S. Supreme Court. So that person who put the information out and is causing such havoc uh, is not doing anybody a favor, but instead is creating tremendous uproar and it doesn't have to be this 
way. I detest, I can't stress it strongly enough, I detest people who do things like that. Uh, For one thing, we can see why we should not entrust responsibilities to people like that. Why we should shun people like that. Why we should have had not just an uproar over the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade, but the conduct of whoever did this should be called to national attention. The person should be identified and excoriated. We should have no mercy for somebody like that. Sure, you get your 15 seconds of fame and uh, you cause a great deal of activity, mostly havoc in the nation because, uh, well, you knew it is going to be a, a, a major news item, but you're irresponsible, you're a spy, and you have no sense of obligation to the, not even the integrity of the, the documents that you leaked. You're not responsible. You just want reaction. Well, you got it. Whoever you are, please know that in the midst of all the millions of people who are motivated because you, ex, quote, quote, expose something, there's one person, that would be me, There's one person who thinks you are the absolute worst person in the world. You should not, if if your identity were known, you should be ostracized for life for doing something like this. It is not a good thing when you are entrusted uh, with something this powerful, this confidential, And for the sake of creating havoc, you take it upon yourself. This is your individual decision. It's not like this is a committee that decided, okay, let's do this. No. With your tawdry self, you you decide that you're going to cause things to happen in the United States uh, that really now we have to watch for uh, in case the the temperature uh, increases and people become far more involved in in the the heat of the moment rather than careful thought and discussion and uh, exploration of the the intent and application of the so-called opinion. You, you don't even authenticate it. You know, I, I just, I have such contempt for people like that. Being in the news business, I've seen that happen many, many times. A person in the newsroom, privy or given privileged access to information, instead of really understanding the enormity 
of the information and what it could cause in terms of social reaction and so forth. They're just about them. They just want to be famous. They just want to see what power they could derive from creating insanity. And here we have an example. Whoever that person is, or turns out to be, should be ostracized. Nobody should have anything to do with them. They should be identified in the same way they identified this confidential report. And they, they, they don't deserve respect. They don't deserve to be known. They just consign them to the rest of their lives to be lived in silence. No integrity whatsoever. And I could get it that people, uh, you know, they, they, they're licking their chops. They can't wait. They were ready for a fight. And this is how irresponsible some people can be. That was not part of the calculation. The part of the calculation that they made was that it will cause a great deal of havoc. It will cause turmoil. It will be very newsworthy. Whoever that is, you deserve to be cast out of a newsroom or any position requiring confidentiality and the responsibility of shepherding information that you have exclusive access to. Just know that in the middle of all of this, there's one person, that's me, that's me, I, I, will, I will claim it, who despises you and who has nothing but contempt for you for doing this. You've proven yourself to be a charlatan, a traitor, a person who cares only about himself or herself, and your glory is in watching the consequences of your illegal and just outrageous action. This does not belong to you. You are entrusted with it. And clearly, you are not to be trusted with anything. You should be exposed. A sacred task of people entrusted with sacred information is that they keep it sacred. Don't exploit it. It's not there for you to decide individually, well, if I do this, this could really blow up. And I could watch people go to, at each other's throats over this. You're a moron. And the worst kind of moron. <laughs> You're not even thinking about yourself. What could happen if you were identified publicly. People should 
treat you to the same level of contempt that you treated your position and which was one of of uh, privilege and underneath all of this is a macabre sense of power look what i could do by just unleashing information at a time like this with people's uh, nerves raw about it and and you create a national havoc which now will go internationally and you would sit back because you're mentally ill and you will laugh you would enjoy seeing people getting all animated because you decided to be irresponsible so even if you have 10 billion people singing your praises and and being in the streets and being agitated it is because you failed in your professional responsibility like i said you should be outed people should know who you are and you should have zero credibility for the rest of your life now that seems harsh but i'm a journalist you know everybody wants to be breaking a story and saying well you know i i started the whole chain of events and to a certain degree you know i get a sense of satisfaction as being the person who did that but we have a sickness in this country we will do just about anything not caring about the consequences not giving the 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 task that we were given the honor it deserves the privacy it deserves the confidentiality that it re- deserves let those who are in charge make that decision the fact that you did that means that in your own personal life you are contemptible nobody should trust you ever including even your children because you can't keep your mouth shut your fame and your need to experience this kind of turmoil and take credit for it even if privately is far more important than letting people who are in charge do their jobs people will not because you leaked a document uh advance the arguments that should be advanced because you did something unethical and irresponsible and we should speak loudly about these things yes i know it's a major story but to me it's a major breach and that is what ought to concern us our actions are literally shaped by a person or persons 
without any sense of uh, responsibility or professionalism. So I needed to say that because I'm not happy today. <laughs> this does not make me feel great about journalism. It makes me very angry that people you trust is no different than being, you know, betrayed by a traitor. People will take it upon themselves for all kinds of reasons, but mostly because, you know, they get a personal sense of satisfaction, creating havoc, creating disarray in our society. You're not being helpful. You're not being innovative. You're just being a typical thief and traitor. That's who you are. And that's what you should be exposed as. I don't have even stronger words that I could think of to call you, but on a day like today, and you see all the television uh, responses, and that's exactly what they wanted. Now you have people wondering, well, who are you? Why would you take glory in creating havoc like that? Especially with information you do not own. You are a steward of information. You had the privilege of uh, guarding the confidentiality of this information. It's at the highest level in our country. You're no different from a spy. You're no different from uh, a, a lackey, a traitor. And you should be known as such. You should be exposed as someone nobody should have faith in because we don't know what your objectives are. We don't know who owns you. We don't know who uh, gives you your orders. We should not have automatic trust in people like you. So that much I have to say about, oh, people are not concentrating that on that today. They want the fire. They like the idea of confrontation. They like the idea of, of you know, there, there's, there's a big pull and tug going on. They would like it even more if there were physical fights in the streets, which could possibly be an outgrowth of this irresponsibility, is this irresponsible action. But I'm talking about whoever it is, the person who was entrusted with information and decided on his or her own to create this kind of havoc, I hope you are exposed for who and what you are and that you suffer the consequences of your irresponsible ego-driven action.
Okay. I have spoken. And now we're going to move on to some other issues of the day. We don't know, and that in the case of the uh, abortion issue, we don't know where it's going just yet. We'll see uh, what decisions are to be made about how this is going to be handled and uh, whether enough damage was done to so distort it and to so corrupt it that there is no chance of having a rational, civilized discussion about the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. Some moron just killed that possibility. And we will see where it goes. But I want to talk today, I want to encourage us now. Uh, We've been talking around it, and now I'd like to get to it. And that is developing a strategy or a plan for survival in the near future. We are clear that we are in trouble. The economy is in trouble. Our leadership is in trouble. Therefore, we ourselves are in trouble. Uh, We have noted in the recent months an attitude of spend, 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 spend. And giving people the impression that we have all the money we need and we could get some more, to spend some more. We do not have, and we should come to that conclusion, we do not have a responsible government. We do not have a president who, by, by his actions, indicates that he understands that he's responsible. And in turn, conveys to the people that these are tough times and they could be even worse. But if we face squarely what the challenges are, we can, we can pull through. But I see a mentality in Congress that, hey, don't worry about it. We got money. We could fix everything. And we don't have to worry. We just have to use the moment that we're in to our best political advantage. The old Democrats versus the Republicans. That is a kind of elementary thinking that the nation is stuck at. We don't have the kind of leadership that allows us to appreciate the fact that we have to do certain things now to avoid even greater failure later uh, or thrust upon a new generation a set of responsibilities that they shouldn't have to deal with. 
we have not had as a nation uh, a come to Jesus meeting, as they used to say, about what is the state of our economy? Where are all of us situated on that line? What we have is a message being given every day that we can fix it. We have enough money to fix the fact that we don't have money. Tremendous mistakes are being made, but because they have the political power to cover themselves, we don't know the extent of the larceny that has gone on in the name of government. I may sound like a, you know, you're born again conservative, but that's not what it is. It is about the reality that we exist in and that we will have with us for a long time. You may be dead and gone. We may be dead and gone. But people coming behind us would be saddled with enormous debt, enormous inconvenience, enormous problems to fix that they don't, they didn't start it. We have uh, an attitude now, and it's pervasive, that we have enough money for everything. We could fix everything because we have the money. That's the mentality, even in the White House. I have not seen, and true, I'm not that old, as it were, but I'm kind of oldish. I've not seen a more lackadaisical approach to governing and governance than what we have now and what we've been having for years. Don't worry about it. If things go bad, we'll soon be dead anyway. So the average American is not aware that he and she have a vested interest in the finances of this country. And so we should have accountability. We should have, we should know where this country is headed. What is it spending all this money on? What will be the returns? Except shells of tanks and carcasses of buildings and people constantly running from pillar to post in order to maintain a job so that they have some kind of income. This is not good economic planning. Anybody could tell you that. But we have it now in mammoth proportions where the government is the principal culprit in taking an approach to politics 
and governance that is so detrimental. And again, you don't have to be an economist. You don't have to be, you know, a person seasoned in how these things go. It is the same for how you run your household. And you can see, you could tell when a household is in order. Catching hell, maybe, yes. But we got our stuff together. We know where we have to cut. We know what's coming in. We know how much we have to bank every month in order to keep our bills paid and with a little bit extra for savings so we have some kind of cushion. This is what ordinary people have to do. Why can't our government do it? And why are we kept continually in the dark about this very necessary aspect of governance? Who is handling the money? And what kind of a job are they doing? We do not hear anybody discussing the realities the fiscal realities that we're dealing with and which will trickle down to the average citizen. So I'm saying today, get serious. Don't go with this flow. America has never been known to be responsible and accountable to its citizens in this specific regard. We don't know what the heck is going on until, well, until we know, <laughs> until we're told. You're not going to have that. We're going to cut this. We're going to. This is not the way you run a responsible government. So I'm just wanting to sound the alarm today that in your own way, you have to take charge. We have to take charge, and we have to control our lives because the truth will come out in such a way that we'll be overwhelmed. We, we, we would be stymied. We can't do anything given the enormity of the problems that we are having. We can't move. So we have to start taking this situation seriously. It, it, this is not a joke. There are so many distractions because the government itself, which is doing a very poor job of controlling this economy, also expects that we suspect nothing. And therefore, we, too, are being irresponsible. We're spending money we don't have. We're pursuing things that we don't need. We're living a life that we clearly can't afford. And it's just another way. This is the American way. Just pass it on. Well, the next generation, they'll deal with it. Well, I have news. It's not good. 
things are going to be catching up to us very quickly. And this is not something you didn't expect to hear. We have a duty to ourselves and our families and loved ones. We have a duty to survive. We will not survive. We will not make it at this rate. The people in government are useless. And their whole approach to economics is comes down to the singular. What's in it for me? How will I make out? That's it. That is it. They have ways. They know where money is. They know how to get it. We do not. Yet, we are responsible as citizens for keeping this economy alive, despite the fact that people entrusted with this responsibility aren't up to it. They're not up to it. You have people struggling to pay their rent. The president's son isn't struggling. He has an apartment because he's a senior advisor. <laughs> a senior advisor to President Biden, which entitles him to housing and other benefits. He has an apartment that costs more than $3,000 a month as a single man with no qualifications. And with a history of drug use. I don't even know if he has a working brain still. But you see, this is how the country's being run. There are exceptions to every rule, except as it applies to you and me. He's getting Secret Service protection. You're not. You see? And again, zero qualifications club that he has. And his number one qualification is his last name is Biden. But nobody finds that to be worthy of investigation. They're not going to, because they, in event, in, in essence, will end up looking at themselves. Because in one way or the other, they're all feasting at the trough, at the governmental trough, which the public, you and me and people like us, we are putting money in the till every 
time you have a pee check if we're that lucky. We have to get serious, people. This is very, very, a very difficult time. And the number one task of the government is to keep everybody calm. Yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah, we're going through a little rough period, but we've got it under control. And you look all around you, the evidence says exactly the opposite. We have to come to the conclusion, whoever is in charge of the money and the economy in this government doesn't know what the heck they're doing. And yet, we are forced to go along with the ride. So, I'm saying, I want to start something. And what I want to start is a new reality for ourselves and to be serious about it. No, no playing around with it. This is serious business. And the serious business is linked to the survival of you and your family and your neighbors and loved ones. The people who are accustomed to having money constantly find ways to get it, but at our expense. They steal it. Openly. They're not hiding anymore. You know what it is to have an apartment as a, a, a bachelor? More than $3,000 a month for free. You don't have to pay a penny. And what is the, the basis of that? You are a senior advisor to the president, just like the Trumps. You are a senior advisor to Donald Trump, <laughs> a member of the cabal of thieves. And... People literally are struggling out here just to keep themselves and their families together. And it's a great stress. This government doesn't act like it knows it. And to be very honest, it shouldn't have that responsibility to care. Where is it written in the Constitution that government is supposed to care? So from their perspective, we're not breaking any rules. There are no rules to break. If we don't get serious and take an entirely different tact, we are complicit in our own demise. And we have no excuse. We will have no explanation as to why we consciously signed on to a program of self-annihilation. You'll have to explain it to yourself and to your loved ones. 
that you were not thinking, let alone you were not acting in your own interests. Because you don't understand this system, nor do you want to. You want to have what you want to have. This week it might be a new pair of high uh, style shoes. It's only going to cost you about $1,500. Imagine that. There are people whose poor choices are putting them in this position. Do I get my shoes, which I want, or do I feed my family? I'm not making it up. So you've got to have a plan because in any event, you, you, you must survive. That is not a job to be relegated to other people. That is your personal mission your personal job because other people are depending on you to make the right decision, to be smart. And it becomes increasingly clear every day that that's the number one demand. They may not say it that way. The number one demand of you is that you provide safety for those in your family. Safety. What is the safety? That they don't have to worry. It should not be a child's job to worry about whether they're going to eat tonight or whether they will get put out of their house the little piece of house that they have. You either have rights or you don't. You either take charge of yourself, the, the, the areas in which you are expected to take charge. Take charge. People are depending on you. Six-year-old child can't solve these problems. Nor should a six-year-old child live with the consequences of people, people's actions to people who themselves are not solving problems. They don't have a plan. Not even to say that they know what they're going to do next week. Or where they're going. So get serious, people. The government, don't depend on the government. They're out of control. 
They cannot make good decisions and won't make good decisions. And even if they can make the decisions, they're not going to make them in your interest. You have to get real about what life is in the United States. So you have to know how to maneuver to get done those things that help you to maintain You should be tired living on the periphery by now. That's not life. Let alone to watch your children also live on the periphery. No, they're entitled. They're entitled to certain things in their lives. The safety of a home. The guarantee of food to eat. The assurance that their parents love them and will protect them and will take care of them. They're entitled to that. You're not keeping your bargain. Or you think that, well, it will get better. Stop that nonsensical thinking. It will not get better. You have to make it better. And we have to have a whole different attitude about government and what it's supposed to do and what it's supposed to be. We, we look at government as, you know, the, the, the place we, we beg. Could you please do this? Could you please do that? As if they don't know the need, the extent of the need out here. They don't care. <laughs> Why don't care. Why can't we just simply understand that? And therefore, our number one priority, our number one job, no matter what anybody says, I have to take care of myself and my family and my community. I have to do that, and I will do it. I'll step up to the plate and do it. I have a, something of a plan, which I will be discussing, that it's not a major, major thing that could, you know, immobilize you because it's so big. It's quite easy. Because the number one element in it is persistence. You must be persistent. And follow in small ways. Start off with a plan that you could manage. And you will see growth. And with that, your own independence. You don't care who is president after a while. You're the president. And that should be our attitude. Everybody with children, everybody living on their own, you're the president. 
and chief operating officer, chief financial officer, that's you. It all comes back to you. So let us stop the fallacy and the fantasy that somehow, you know, this is the gospel that is preached, somehow things will work out. No, you have to make them work. Our job is to make it work. This is not something for conjecture. You have to make certain you are going to make it work. And I'll be discussing that, we'll be discussing that, ways, small ways, nothing way out there that you can't manage. Small ways that every week you have some kind of money saved, no matter what your pay is. You stash it. Because it is a sure thing that we will need to be our own stewards. We will need our own leadership on this because we don't have it at the levels that we are expecting. It's a, it's a myth. They're taking care of themselves. We have to have a philosophy that I am taking care of me and mine and my neighbors. That's, that's it. And stop fooling around. We pass the point of, you know, compliance. Thank you for letting me go off like this today. but it's been on my mind for a long time. And I've tried to sneak it in, <laughs> hoping that you, you're, not, you're not really spotting it, but uh, there's no point in trying to deceive you. We're in bad trouble. And we have to take leadership in turning things around. We are the ones. Thanks so much for bearing with me today. And I'll come back with plans that I've made up that are easily followed and implemented and that will put you and me back on our feet. Love you much. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak to you today. Bye-bye.